to the next best podcast with your hosts, Chris Cashman. 24 years old, a former sheet metal worker, Mr. America, and twice Mr. Universe. And Chris Daniels. Time Magazine even named him Person of the Century. Now, from the CNC Podcast Factory, here's the next best podcast. Chris, let's start with the name Ron Francis, a name that should strike fear into our opponent's hearts. He's a Hall of Famer. Too dramatic? Yeah, well, uh, he's got a lot of a lot of things on his resume. Some of that summer news that kind of sneaks in. Ron Francis, officially the new GM, and people, of course, depending on which side of the hockey camp you're on, either get excited because they know his history, or they go, quick, to the internet! Wikipedia, <laughs> who's Ron Francis? You stay classy, computer geek, you weirdo. By all measures, this is a really great hire and good news, and tell people why they should be excited about Ron Francis. Well, he's got the, the cred, right? He, he's the Hall of Famer, he's the captain, yeah. he played uh, several years in the NHL, uh, finished top five in, in points by the time he, he wrapped it up and went into the front office, and by all indications, uh, his character was one of the, the draws for NHL Seattle to bring him in. Uh, keep in mind, this was one of the big announcements uh, that people have been waiting on, is, is who is the general manager. Right. Uh, when would they make that general manager announcement? Because there is so much that goes into starting up a franchise and an expansion draft and all that kind of stuff. Well, Ron Francis was available. Uh, he had parted ways with the Carolina Hurricanes done some decent things down there and developing young talent. So uh, a, a lot of people believe that that was a good match for this particular franchise. They they may have been talking with other candidates, but but Ron Francis uh, has the C on his on his sweater, as mm-hmm. they like to say, yeah. in hockey. And he's got the, the credentials and, and knows a ton of people in the NHL, obviously. So uh, I think uh, Todd Lywicki, the group over at NHL Seattle, probably pretty happy. Uh, which is a great name to drop as well, because that's another great example, Liwicki, of somebody who was hired at the right time in the right place, comes with the right credibility, yep. right? As we talk about starting something new, I mean, certainly we still all have our, our dreams of, of the NBA, and when that's finally going to happen. And a big part of that quest was attach the right names, get some credibility. Right. We all joke that Seattle is, you know, up here in, in Alaska, and sports-wise, we're often treated that way, out of sight, out of mind. Uh, really, until Russell Wilson showed up, and then people started taking the Seattle market seriously again right, right. in regards to sports. But that's another great example. If we want to get people up here, you want to get the right stars, or at least to come here for more than just a paycheck, you want the right people attached. And hopefully that will get some of the players potentially involved excited to say, here, here's a guy who's been there, done that. I, I want to play for a guy like that. And he's got a couple of years now to hire up his scouts and assistants. He already has... Uh, an analytics department that uh, was was brought in before him. Right, I know that's a big part of it. Everybody wants to see what he's going to do with that. Yeah, I mean, uh, there there are some interesting analytics and interesting uh, statistics that are in the NHL that I think people are going to uh, become more and more knowledgeable about as yeah. time goes on. But uh, yeah, part of this was was bringing in an analytics department, uh, starting the analytics department before he got here. And, and he says he's going to, to lean on that, and yeah. uh, he's got a couple of years now to figure it all out. Well, it's interesting that we're in a time now where this is being taken so seriously, because once upon a time, you had mentioned stuff like analytics, and <laughs> yeah, it was Revenge yeah. of the Nerds, you know, it was like, oh, come on with these numbers, but then uh, movies and things come out to say, no, nah, these numbers and the mathematics and the analytics behind it really can give you an edge. So it's interesting to kind of be 
where we are in history, where we are with getting this team and to say, Ooh, we have an interesting opportunity here with a new arena, new brass, new team, new everything, new innovations that maybe will be things that we have never seen before. Well, I, I, I think we can already say that by the time NHL Seattle and the team officially starts, yeah, that TV production is going to be different than what you expect because the NHL has already brought in the idea that they've they're going to have chips on pucks. They're going to have chips in jerseys and the TV production going into this season. You're going to be able to see real-time speed with the players and the shots and all yeah. of that kind of stuff, which is something that we really haven't seen in, in other sports uh, broadly at this point. So it's going to be a different sport, I think, than people even realize here in a couple of years, especially for the casual fan. But good news for the old-fashioned fans who are getting upset <laughs> and saying, I don't turn this into you know, some space-age sport. Uh, we still have the Zamboni. The Everybody loves Zamboni. Zamboni. And you got a peak. Yes, the the Zamboni, for people who are uneducated, is the device that goes around and refreezes the ice. Street and makes sweeper it, on ice. Yes, makes it, it nice like. and smooth, yeah. and there's songs about it. It's named after a guy named Zamboni. Could have been just like the ice refreshing yeah. machine. What a but, legacy. Yeah, I mean, it, so people love that name, and... NHL Seattle now is officially, they've got their first one. They've, they've decked it out. They have their sponsor in Virginia Mason. Where'd you see it? Uh, in Northgate? Uh, well, uh, the Virginia Mason will also be in Northgate. Yeah. So there was kind of a tie-in uh, between between the two. And it's kind of the, what I think people are already talking about is the colors on the Zamboni. Oh. Like a salmon pink, light blue, and this was a red new and black. Job. This yeah, wasn't new some paint rusted job. inherited Zamboni. No, new paint job. So people are saying, are those the colors? Now, what I'm hearing is, don't don't read anything into that yeah. just yet, Chris. But uh, no, I mean they they've got that, and they've got the they, they're going to be able to wheel it around. They wheeled it around during Seafair uh, with uh, Liwicky, who was the Grand Marshal of the Seafair yeah. Parade. Uh, and then Virginia Mason, that was the whole tie-in with the unveiling is Virginia Mason's going to be part of the whole Northgate Which should be cool to fans as well because, you know, we always talk about the VMAC with the Seahawks. Yep. At this point, a lot of people don't even know what VMAC stands for, that Virginia Mason right. Athletic Center in Renton. So they've proven to be really valuable partners. That facility for the Seahawks there on the water is a big part of what we just talked about, that street cred. You want to have names attached, but you also want players to show up and go, wow, look at this facility. These guys take this for real. So to have them as a partner in Northgate is pretty cool too. Yeah, they're going to have a clinic there. They're going to be the official partner with you know, the training facility and the team, uh, and, and it'll be right on site there. And that that's a natural transition. That's what we call a natural transition uh-huh. to talk about what's going on at Northgate. Uh, I think if people have been paying attention in Seattle, the Northgate Mall – has been there, what, since the 50s, 60s? Yeah. Uh, one of the oldest enclosed malls. And uh, for years, it's been one of Seattle's biggest shopping complexes. Uh-huh. But even before NHL Seattle got involved, uh, Simon Properties was talking about redevelopment uh, with mixed use and parks mm-hmm. and athletic facilities. And then uh, that area has evolved quite a bit. I know for a bunch yeah. of years, they had an, uh, an old hospital there that had been sitting vacant. And I was working for a radio station. We would take it, make it the haunted hospital during Halloween. So, I mean, there was a lot of massive real estate kind of in limbo. Yeah. And I remember, I still remember the, the old movie theater there, yeah. but um, yeah, I mean, light rails going in in 2021 mm-hmm. and uh, NHL Seattle is building their training facility, team headquarters, three sheets of ice there. And and just in the last uh, couple of weeks, we have seen stores close. The uh, development now officially really in right. earnest getting underway. Uh, right. There's going to be probably demolition going on here pretty quick, uh, if not by January, I think was the, the target date for the NHL folks. 
Uh, but that is going to be a major changing part of the city. Uh, and, and NHL Seattle is just one part of that. Now, why don't we talk about the AHL franchise? Oh, yes. Things are not officially, but we can unofficially officially report that there has been an unofficial trademark for an unofficial team that we haven't been awarded yet, but it may or may not already have a hopes for a name. <laughs> right, Chris? Can you clarify all of this? I love that. Yeah. Unofficially official. I think that covers us on all Yeah, things. I think we're, we're all covered there. Uh, no, so it, it was uh, the sleuths at DetroitHockey.net, uh, later reported by NBC Palm Springs. Yes. Uh, found Which again, uh, NBC Palm Springs, if you're hiring, Chris and I, <laughs> we could be swayed. We've got duffel bags packed. We've got flip-flops at the ready. Oh, yes. Okay. But you were saying. So uh, to just to back up real quick, you know, part of having an NHL franchise, you got to have that AAA affiliate, so yeah. to speak, just like in baseball. That's the American Hockey League for, for hockey. So uh, with the new team coming on, NHL Seattle's had to find out, figure out where they're going to put that team. Uh, as we've talked about in this podcast, there is a, an arena deal that Oakview uh, Group has uh, solidified with one of the local tribes down there right. to build a, uh, a hockey facility, a, a new arena that can also be wor- used for the Coachella Festival. Uh, and that brings us to this trademark. So uh, the, the sleuths found the uh, Palm Springs Firebirds. That there was a register for the Palm Springs Firebirds. I added the dramatic stinger, by the way. That wasn't a part of it. By the, the by the same attorneys who work for Oakview. So there's not another name. Uh, I'm told that nothing's finalized. In fact, sure. the American Hockey League hasn't officially awarded the franchise yet. Okay. Uh, to to the Seattle. Group. That's why it's unofficially official. That's why it's unofficially yeah. official. But uh, already, uh, I think Firebirds. I, I think Snowbirds would have been more fun That's down in Palm much Springs. Much more appropriate, sure. But uh, yeah, you could have the fighting Firebirds of Palm Springs that are your official affiliate of the Seattle. What's their names? Unofficially, we can confirm that. All yes. right. That's from a source with knowledge of the situation, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> right there. Let's talk about uh, back here in Seattle, what's happening over at the arena formerly known as Key. Yeah, I, th- I think it's uh, pretty It's pretty interesting now. I mean, for, for people who are saying renovation, and I, you know, I've, I've heard people over and over say renovation, and it's it's funny that the mayor and, and Lywicki will tell you over and over, it's not a renovation. And if you go by now, you can see that's the case. I mean, the... The roof is it's there. It's been gutted. It's been gutted. The, the, ra- the, the grounds around the roof have been basically plowed over, gutted, uh, dug down. You can see almost all the way through the building. There's uh, a temporary uh, piling that's been put up to support the roof. There's going to be more of those as they continue to do more work. But I, I think it was funny. I was, I was listening to our, our friends in Toronto uh, on a podcast, and they had Tim Lywicki on, and he was saying, I don't think anybody's ever going to try this again. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a difficult, uh, difficult lift. Uh, no pun intended to to leave that roof in place and still build a new arena. Well, it's not the same, it. but it's like when you see those historic homes being moved on the news, and you see these trailers, and the anxiety and the nervousness of like this is, you know, are you sure we want to even go through with this? So yes, it should not be lost on people. What a <laughs> What a feat it is to take that roof, keep it intact, somehow lift it, suspend it, and then let's just redo everything underneath in yeah. a cavern, by the way. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's really something to see if you see it. I, I don't think that the picture is really, any picture can really kind of sum it all up or tell the story, but uh, it, it really is quite the spectacle going on there at Seattle Center. We should also, before we run out the door here, talk about what's happening here 
uh, just across the street from us. We are in Soto, as they say. It's south of downtown. And uh, we overlook here from the CNC Podcast Studio uh, land that Chris Hansen, remember that guy, Chris Hansen and company, uh, that land that they own, and he's since expanded it. Over the past couple of weeks, news has been coming out that he purchased more land. Again, the dramatic stingers. What does that mean? Where is that going? Russell Wilson's a part of that group. Now Russell's a part of the Sounders ownership group. I mean, all of these things are happening right here in our neck of the woods. And I know that NBA fans, I run into them all the time, just like you do. We're both two of them. Want to know, like, yeah, 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 this is all great. But anything new on the NBA front, do you get the vibe that Chris Hansen is still very much lurking in the weeds, doing his thing. Why would he buy more land? Is this just a land grab? As the basketball turns. As the world turns. Uh, I will say this, first of all. uh, Lenny Wilkins at his foundation gala. That's right. uh, And at that, the mayor, Jenny Durkin, had a video saying that there will be a street designation outside the new arena at Seattle Center, Lenny Wilkins Way. Sure. And that she looks forward to seeing the NBA return to the new building at Seattle Center. Hmm. So she said that at this foundation dinner. Uh, That has not stopped Chris Hansen and his group from continuing to buy land, and the the line has continued to be that they are pursuing this to bring an NBA team back to Seattle, and if if it doesn't work out and it goes to Key Arena, so be it. They're in a good position, but uh, they are doing this with the idea of bringing the Sonics back to Seattle. Now, those two pieces of land are further south than kind of the, all the properties that we everybody knows about now in the past. But it's still he's still got over 13 acres, his group, uh, mm-hmm. which includes Wally Walker, to a lesser extent, Steve Ballmer, uh, uh, Russell Wilson, the Nordstroms, etc. They've amassed quite a bit of land there. And these two pieces are smaller. They're down by the Pecos Pit area. Um, you, you could say, yeah, it's for, you know, potential future development, or it's just to, to build more of a, um, a portfolio of land sure. that potentially could be used for something else down the road. I think, you know, we've been talking about his land since the end of 2011, yeah, 2012. Right. Uh, and at the time it was like, wow, he's paid a lot of money for mm-hmm. <laughs> this warehouse, dingy warehouse. That old rusty land That over old there? dingy warehouse that, that nobody uses except on game days. Um, and now it looks like <laughs> Suddenly. Uh, it could be a great investment in, long-term in the future of Seattle if it's used for another purpose, even besides an arena, because we've seen that Seattle has tapped out to the north. The question is going to be, for the future, what happens to the south? And obviously, that's where we start talking about things like the port and uh, mobility and freight mobility and all that kind of stuff. But uh, that is changing as well, and the port's uh, dynamics are changing as well. So. He could have made a, a long-term investment that's really going to pay off whenever he makes that decision one way or the other. All right, Chris, what should we have on our calendar circled with red ink? Is there anything we are expecting to come down, or is this just the hurry-up-and-wait period where we're continuing to wait to find out if we unofficially officially have that AHL team? What's their name going to be? And then, oh, yeah, what's our name and colors going to be? Again, there's a lot of foreshadowing, but yes. uh, that can be misleading. Uh, I think uh, to answer your question, we're probably looking at some finalization with the American Hockey League uh, in the near future. Okay, because we have to. We're we're waiting here in Seattle on an announcement from that league on if this Seattle group will be awarded that franchise. So that's one thing to keep an eye on. The Northgate redevelopment. Uh, we we should start seeing some some demolition there sh- soon. I'd say within uh, we're in August, probably within the next four months or so. 
if not sooner, we should see something there. And then, you know, I think everybody is waiting on the, the franchise name. Uh, it continues to get pushed back. Uh, I think the last official word from LiWiki was by the turn of the calendar page into 2020. It could potentially take a little longer. We'll see. But uh, that is that is the big thing that we're waiting on here is I would think that that is going to be some sort of grand announcement okay. about the team name and the colors. And they are staying very, very tight-lipped about that. But you're on the beat. We're on the if beat. If news breaks, we're all over it eventually. On the like beat, on the street, and on the pod. That's right. And as always, folks, any rebroadcasting or retransmission of this podcast <laughs> is encouraged. Please, for crying out loud, subscribe. On Twitter and Instagram at Next Best Pod. That's the worst name I ever heard. This is the exclusive ending of the Next Best Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>